0: Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And today, Disco Inferno is here. He joins Talk is Jericho. You hear him every week on Keeping It 100 with Conan right here on the Jericho Network. But he's finally making his solo debut right here on Talk is Jericho. And he's got all kinds of stories. You know Disco. He loves to talk. He's got a, a, an infectious laugh, an infectious personality. He's got a lot of opinions. And he's got a lot of stories about his days in WCW. He got there one week before Nitro. Debuted on the air back in 1996. What Raven had to do at Disco's gimmick, working with China at WWE, and some of his crazier indie matches, like the time he had to work in a pretend cage that electrocuted if you touched one of the pretend walls. Yeah, he's also talking about booking Some of the ideas he came up with that weren't used Invisible men, uh, uh, alien invasions He did come up with a man of a thousand and four holds Though as well, That the famous man of a thousand and four hold, uh, hold promo That I did, where he's going to tell us all about that He's also uh, talking about all things wrestling All things WCW It's a great conversation with the Disco Inferno But first, got another WCW legend Did you take advantage of DDP's big sale On everything DDP Yoga at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. The big sale he had on Black Friday week. You didn't? Okay, stick your hand out. I'm going to slap you. I'm going to smack you right now. That's for not uh, That's for not uh, going for to DDP.com slash Jericho last week. But that's okay. You still got time. You know why? Do you want to know why? Because DDP loves the holidays so much and he loves all of you. He's extended his biggest sale ever ever and is still offering DDPY and all DDPY related swag for 25% off 1 quarter off he's slashing it down 25% off. Just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. You know what DDBY has done for me and what it's done for Jake the Snake and Scott Hall, Kane, AJ Styles, RVD, Dust. They're all doing the DDPY program as well. Now, it's the perfect time for you to get on the path to healthier living with DDPY because Dallas has made it even easier than ever for you to get started. Thanks to the 5, 10, 15, 20, 25% off sale and his new DDPYoga Now app, all right? with that app you can do ddpy anytime anywhere any place right from your phone or your tableta the app not only lets you do all the workouts right from your phone, it's also got a bunch of other cool features to keep you on that path to healthy living. You can use the DDPY Now app to track your heart rate and calories. You can use it for pain tracking, measurements and even progress photos. And DDP Yoga Now app subscribers won't ever get bored doing the same workouts over and over again because DDP's added completely new 2.0 workouts and weekly live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, for a limited time You can get the DDP Yoga DVDs For 25% off, plus three months of full access for free to the DDP Yoga Now app. All you got to do is go to slash Jericho. That's all you got to do to take advantage of this fabuloso deal. Just go to slash Jericho, get 5, 10, 15, 20, 25% off the DDPY program and all DDPY swag. Okay. And of course, when you buy the DVDs, you'll also get three months of free access to the DDP Yoga now app that's ddpyoga.com slash jericho ddpyoga.com slash jericho are you sitting on the fence Are you thinking, oh this is all just one big scam or i'm not buying into this i'm telling you man you got to get your head out of your uh, relative behind and go try DDP Yoga now it's the best workout mentally and physically you'll ever do it's going to cure what ails you change your life change it today ddpyoga.com slash jericho do it now talk is talk is jericho all right, so I'm here uh, in Las Vegas with the Disco Inferno, and my first question is: Do you have any hot news?
1: I <laughs> no, 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 no. do you have any hot news? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the other day: What what started that? Um, just me you and Madden, just uh, Mark Madden. Yeah, uh, you know. So when we just would always every single time we'd see each other, and to this day, when I call Madden, the 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 phone conversation is very is you know that's a greeting. Do you have any hot news? No. Do you have any hot news? And we never have any hot <laughs> news. You know, there's like there's like hot news. He'll have a story. Um, like like he was a perfect example of his, his most recent hot news. Like we have we never have hot news. You know, we talk like multiple times a week and he said like hey, he goes, "Oh, I do have hot news." I'm like, "Oh, all right." He goes, "Hey, he guys, i am going to go see Iron Maiden in New York." <laughs> like that's not hot news. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like that's how that's how we the hot that news. That kind of became the thing like, you oh. know, the hot news was just whatever you had. Oh, absolutely. What yeah, like, whatever you know, cuz back then, you know, r- rumors were, you know, we we like you know, yeah. the internet was growing, you know, and stuff and they, like the rumor mill backstage was big. And so we'd always like, hey, do you have any hot news? It's like, like starting
0: uh, in, in talking about WCW, WCW time frame. Yeah, WCW. Yeah, WCW. You know, how funny is that when you say like the, the, the internet hadn't even started yet? Like how much has the business changed now
1: with the internet? Like, you know everything. Oh, bro. It's, whereas it's, then you knew really nothing. You know, back when I broke in... Uh, when, what year did you break in? Like with uh, 1990. The, 1990, Kat. I broke in 92. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, until I started training to be a wrestler, you know, I'd never... Like like guys at the, the school or the, you know some of the wrestlers or the guys who were running the show, You, they, they'd had the Observer and the Torch. Yeah. I'd never seen those. Right. You know, we're like the last of the guys you know the guys that are mid-40s and stuff i think mm-hmm. we're the last of the guys that broke in when we really didn't know like we, we we knew from watching tv right you know we only knew like okay i see them talking in there they're mm-hmm. talking about we but we didn't know how it was done yeah you, you know like in like of course today's education everybody knows how to wrestle before they even you know just by watching on tv reading about it backstage they, they know everything but before you didn't know you didn't know much you know and I, like I, I when i started training i was like okay i, I, I get this you know it's we, we're marks mm-hmm. kind of you know and like like these days there's you know they're not marks now yeah. they're, they're smart and they're getting into business first you that's know a great so point. right you, you, you might be starting to train
0: but you kind of know the concept of what wrestling is all about before you even get in the ring and hit the ropes or anything like
1: that a- absolutely i mean like you but then then that's why like so many people tr- are wrestlers today mm. you know it's like uh it's funny like um because uh Jim Mitchell had a quote, the sinister minister. <laughs> he, he had a great quote there. It's like it's like today, like since since everybody's a wrestler, it's like nobody's really a wrestler. Because everybody wrestles. Huh. There's like so many people that that do this these days. But like as like I said, you know, so the internet kind of grew like mid you know mid nineties. Yeah, because we were still yeah. beepers. Yeah. You know, like this so, yeah, yeah, so there was the beeper. We didn't we didn't you know, yeah. then then slowly the, the cell phones started integrating and then you know the education levels started increasing on you know, finding hot news. You know, you could can, can, you can, like, go to the show like before, you know, guys wouldn't be able to talk to each other unless you were home or on the pay, pay phone. Right, you know, right, beep, right, right, beeping each other. Now, yeah. there's constant communication, text messaging and stuff. I think you're always in contact with everybody and everything. So that's how hot news, uh, you know, so now there's tons of hot news, actually, but me and Matt never have any, you know. So.
0: <laughs> no one's giving you any of the hot news at all. Right. And and you, do you, do you, you're, you're in, we're in Vegas now, and this is where you live now, and this is where you work. Are you
1: still involved with the business? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm still involved. Still, I people say they retire, right? Yeah. Bro, to, to me, retiring from wrestling is you never receive another payday for ever doing anything in wrestling ever again. As long as you can do this. And get paid to do it, you'll never really retire. So mm. I, I still I still work every now and I stay in good shape. You know, yeah, I, I, great de- shape, de- yeah. Decent shape. You look
0: pretty. Much, you look the, almost the same as you did in '95 when you started. <laughs> right, right hair right. never changed. <laughs> right,
1: <laughs> <laughs> cocoa butter. That's, that's my that's my thing these days. But uh, but yeah, and I I teach them. Um, they have a wrestling school here, and they have a uh, like me, Kenny King, uh, Sin Bode, mm-hmm. um Old Kazarni, uh, Alcatraz, and um. I a couple of it, it, like T, T. J. Perkins, yeah, Al yeah, right, Alcatraz, Al, Al right. <laughs> uh, we we train at this uh, at the school they have here, and I I teach a class on on Wednesdays from, mm. from like four to six. Just a local guys' probably we get get probably like ten to fifteen kids that come in, you know, and teach for a couple hours and stuff. Just and it seems like Vegas still has a little bit of a scene here. Like I know there's some oh, independents, oh, yeah. and um, it, it, it's a hot spot. I mean, really, you know, you, well, not like not for making money like like the shows aren't as big like you know the east coast indies had that that thing you know where like every weekend there's shows up there there's yeah. you know stuff in a um the, the, and they're bigger cuz there's more of a i don't know it's just easier to get get around up, up up north you know like there's there's sure you know, there's so many places that are so close right. together but we're a pretty good epicenter for the the LA um Arizona crews and there's a lot of wrestlers in Arizona and there's a lot of wrestlers in LA and there's a lot of wrestlers in in northern California mm-hmm. okay so the five groups here Run at some really? point. Yeah. Well, they had that, that you know, PPW, the Paragon Pro Wrestling was taping here. Uh, we run. Uh, there's another local group that runs. Um, Ring of Honor mm, g- they runs here. here. Yeah. They, they, they Jarrett here. had his thing Jarrett here. Jarrett has his thing here. It's, it's, it's Vegas, bro. It's like, of course there's going to be, you right. know. And the and the shows that do well are the ones that advertise well here, because it's a hard you know this is a tough ticket in this town if you don't advertise because sure. there's just so much stuff going on yeah. you
0: know. Which well, sin had a, a was it freak show wrestling? Freak show wrestling. Yeah. I did I did I did one of those. <laughs> did you? Yes. What was yes.
1: As what? <laughs> what was your name? Uh, that was a disco a inferno. Disco, okay. But I had um I had uh, against this kid he was a mime okay, <laughs> <laughs> and we had an invisible uh, uh invisible elect electrocuted cage match. Okay, so we had to pretend <laughs> that there was a steel cage surrounding the ring, and it was an electric shock uh-huh. every time you touched it. <laughs> <Right>. okay, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, it yeah. actually, but, 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 but the fans accept the, the matches for what they are yeah, they know, you know what's up they, they know what's all the up.
0: matches are weird the ghost of yeah. michael jackson versus right. the ghost of whitney houston right, ex- and
1: exactly and they cheer. they do the right cheers and stuff, they, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. stuff. They, they participate properly yeah you know,
0: so <laughs> isn't it funny though after 20 odd years at the disco inferno the character the gimmick still exists like that's longevity
1: uh yeah well i mean i was like so, bro you know me i mean i, I like you know I, I don't do the. I don't risk a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've never. I've, I've had, never I've, did. Yeah. I've had one concussion. Okay, in my entire. I've been wrestling twenty something years. Right. I've had one concussion. Just had it like a, like a, a year and a half ago, and it was like it wasn't even really, like you've probably been. You've probably had. I mean, how, how many yeah. think you've had? Well,
0: I can't even say because they say every time that you uh, see a uh, flash. Right. 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 See stars. Right. That uh, it's a concussion. Exactly. So under those terms hundred Yeah Jesus. But ones where I was Actually knocked out And didn't know where I was right. Zero Thank okay. God you I've, know.
1: I've never been knocked out Bro You know thing, when you see Flash and stuff yeah. I only have, have had one Wow And this was recently A year and a half ago And I, I was wrestling Kenny King And he, he gives me this spin kick And he hits me right Square in the head You know, like how you have That like like Instant black flash you Yeah know, like, And it's like You're like wow That hurt You know But mm-hmm. it's not like I didn't get like not knocked out or nothing, but just like a like if somebody like just stood yeah. in front of you, just punched you right in the forehead, not super hard, but but hard, you know. Yeah. So uh, I went through the match; everything's fine. No, no symptoms or nothing. But I got a little bump on my head. Okay, afterwards mm-hmm. I just put ice on it. I'm not, you know, no symptoms. Mm-hmm. Okay. I go home that night, drive home, and I feel nothing. I can't remember the security code to get back in my house. Wow! And it's just like I'm like, God, what? The, yeah, what that's is this? it? See, like, like, yeah, and it's worse. So I'm like, I, I got a concussion, and it wasn't like a major one, but like, some, I, I didn't do anything for three days. Started light exercise and just, you know, I was fine. But never had any symptoms after that or nothing. But just, it's really weird to think like, I hear about all these guys that had like, like you, you had, you know, yeah. and like, did you ever have any like? You know, like like you said, we just had a flat. You just got rocked in the in the, in the match, and then like you're having, like you're driving home, you take the wrong turn mm-hmm. or something that happened
0: well, to you. That know, happens stuff? more often too, where I'll do stuff like that where it doesn't make sense. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go for a bike ride and then realize five minutes away from home, I forgot to put my bike in the back of the truck Like, stuff like r- that. R- you right, know? right, right. Just things where you're like. Old, old forgetful me But it happens more often Where I'm sure there's a connection Yeah, absolutely You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. sure there's a connection But it's just by the fact Of being in the business Like you said mm-hmm. 20 odd years 22 yeah. It doesn't matter If you take risks or not You're still taking bumps
1: Yeah, bump right And, and taking the, a bump is a risk And it's 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 an impact Right It's a stressful impact On the body uh-huh. You know and stuff So uh, I, I don't know it's just, it's just weird What you know Like the the symptoms like some guys you know like it's it's i it get scary sometimes because i hear about the guys that, that they get depressed and stuff and yeah, everything yeah, all yeah, that. but yeah, i've yeah. never had you know i've never had like issues like that or anything you know stuff so uh I'm just happy that I've still got my health, my back. You know, the only problem I ever had was my back, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I've, 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 I haven't broken anything in the ring. Did you ever too. get injured? I don't remember. It's just just my back. Remember this because we were on that Germany tour. I don't know if you were here. Maybe you'd already gone. Uh, uh-huh. We did a tour of Germany, and on the last day of the tour, me and Alex Wright were supposed to win the tag team titles. Okay, and I the, there was a two. You know, we, we used to tape the two shows. Yeah. you know, Especially when you're overseas, on the first show, I blew my back out in a, in a battle, in like a, a royal rumble, a match. Okay, and I couldn't, I I couldn't walk. the uh-huh. backstage and muscle spasms, everything. So, so what they did was they instead of just scratching the match and the angle, they just stuck Hugh Morris with Alex Wright and <laughs> gave them the belt, so they won the belt. So I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is one of the worst days of my life. So I, I was totally like, you know, my, my back was screwed. I, you blow your back out. I've never yeah. had, I've never had a can't bend over. Can't, you can't, can't walk. Can't, yeah. You're in bed. You can't even really turn to your side when you're in bed. You know, it's yeah. just that bad. And um, so. I remember we were in, we were in Germany. We we're flying to Gatwick. Okay, we have to take that, and we're a, there's a propeller plane from Germany. I'm like, God, you know, back then I had a couple t- took some muscle relaxers. You know, I would not big on the pain pills. I took the ibuprofen sure, and stuff bet. and everything. So, uh, um, so we get on the plane and, and we land and I get off the plane. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I go, Hey, I need a wheelchair. You know, because okay, we got to catch the the, the the next flight. Bro, it took me so long to get to the gate to Delta for the flight back home to, to the states. They literally shut the door on me when I got to the gate, and I'm explaining to the guy, my back's killing me. Okay, I can't, I can't move. So I got, I got locked out. I got stuck <laughs> in, in in Gatwick Airport. This guy, uh, this this um airport worker, this old man, he, he wheels me around, wheels me in the infirmary. It must have been a mile away. Infirmary for, in, the, in the airport? The, whatever the the hospital, this is a medical oh, okay, area. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh. And, but they can't give me any medication because it's just like, you know, it's not a hospital, right? So I'm like, oh, God. So you know, I'm calling back home. We're organizing a flight. I'm flying out the next morning. So the guy wheels me to the, the hotel airport. Literally, bro, I'm so messed up. He has to wheel me to my bedside, okay? Wow. And I get out. And I take my shirt off, okay. And I, I'm standing, I'm embracing myself. I look in the mirror, and I'm lopsided. Like, like you know, like when your your body, like when, you, when you're oh, in wow. when you're in muscles, it's a scary sight because you're looking at your body and it's all different. You're curvy and like mm. like 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 really bad scoliosis. I was say that right. But but the scoliosis is like your body. You, you know, wow. you're, you're you're all distorted. I'm like, yeah. oh my god. I was going, oh my god. This is, I, I, I'm thinking I'm crippled for life or something. Like uh-huh. there's nothing wrong with me, right? So the next morning they sent me up with a a doctor, okay. And so I, they, they have to wheel me down, wheel me to the cab. Okay, I go to the doctor and he gives me um uh, like these um it was called Tylex, which is a mixture of codeine and some some massive uh, painkiller and Valium to get home on the to get home because this will get you home. I'm like okay cool. So knocks me out. I take the flight home. I get home. I'm taking these these codeine pills. Bro, it constipated me for 57 hours. Okay, <laughs> on top of me being like you know like it was the worst like three four days span of my entire life. I was in agony. I just it was horrible, and I was. But that's the only time I've ever been like really seriously hurt. And then the funny thing, it, it introduced me because uh, after I got hurt, I went to the doctor, but I went to um, a chiropractor, kinesiologist. Okay, and the guy is. A, I went to a, the guy that like Paige eventually started going to, sure, and I went yeah. to his partner's yeah, doctor. You know, yeah, but, yeah, but but the, the guy's brilliant. I mean, to this day, I don't see anybody unless I go back to Atlanta and i see this guy cuz mm. he's that good with my body It just it was, it was like almost like a blessing i was supposed to be out for 3 months he had me back in the ring in 5 weeks That's unbelievable
0: yeah wasn't there also a time too when there was a, a trap door in the ring yes when you hurt your back on that too no no no, no.
1: i didn't hurt this is a story about that uh, david boy smith hurt his back okay. on that right. yeah the, the, okay. the, the warrior when the warrior was coming in and they had the trap door in the middle of the ring and uh, we had a match against them and um he claims he <laughs> watch this match. Like you know, I mean, it is, it is what it is. I mean, were you said in the he, ring with him? Yeah, it was okay, me, yeah. me and Alex. He's Davy Boy and Nightheart. right? And he said he hurt his back, you know, and stuff. And this you yeah, yeah, were well, yeah whatever you know yeah, he, said, he said he
0: took a bump on the on the trap door
1: on the trap door right hurt his back hurt his back but everybody in the ring i think like his deal was like, they said like they didn't know the trap door. it's like everybody knew the trap doors <laughs> in the ring they said but during the day like you know bro if there's a if you're messing with the ring everybody knows that the ring has been changed you don't know where to say so yeah. so it was what it was but like you know I, I didn't get hurt on that so but that was uh
0: you're talking about some of the stuff wcw style i mean there's like in the '90s, when WCW was hot, mm-hmm. it was still like such a clown show in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. so many weird things that would happen, like maybe not tell you that there was a trapdoor, right, right? Or get a royalty check for zero dollars yeah, and zero right, cents, right? right like yeah. that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. Now you were in WCW before the NWO made it the hottest thing, and then afterwards as well.
1: I, w- I was there from the first. Of, I I got hired the week before Nitro went on the air. Wow. So, so okay. I was, so I was basically just. You know, the night I was hired for the Nitro years, and um, and uh, so yeah, so I was there for the you know the, the rise of the NWO and stuff and everything. The, the whole thing I was I was there from from the start start to finish with only a, a six week period where I wasn't on TV when I was hurt hmm. with, with my back. So I was like I was a regular performer. You were for a seven, WCW
0: well, mainstay.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. we were talking about like we were talking about this um, me, me and Jarrett back in the day we, were, we were talking was like God, God there, was, there was a lot of guys, you know, on the roster that didn't really get hurt a lot. You know, guys that put in a lot of hours in, you know, ring time, like house shows, and everything. I was saying, like, we were saying, like, overall house shows, and everything, and you add up the fact that, like, no, we never really got hurt. Like, who do you think were like the biggest workhorses back, you know, back when we were there and stuff? Was it like you? Oh yeah, yeah. you know me. You know, Jarrett, Booker T uh-huh. never got hurt. Wow. Um, there's thought. but a lot of the other guys were always getting hurt. They'd be mm-hmm. out for a couple weeks. They'd be out for a month. They'd be, you know, and it was just funny. Just thinking, like you know you kind of like want to say like that there's something to that you know like 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 protecting yourself out there to be able to wrestle as much as you can instead of like you know risking things you know and that's
0: the thing too you're talking about wcw i mean we used to work 22 days a month i remember Mm -hmm. yep and guys like you and i and the Luchadors and eddie and chris and dean were on every house show Mm -hmm. and there would be um three luchador matches me versus dean you right. versus you know alex be- or something, alex or something right, right. and then there would be page versus whoever showed up from the nwo right because to page's credit he always worked, right, well. He worked hard too. well yes. but the main stars never worked no. house shows uh-uh, no. so it was
1: always us on yeah. every show yeah yeah absolutely know? like i said we were horses yeah you know, we did we we've literally did all the work you know stuff <laughs> so back then it's like because they you know back then they had the uh there was the 12 guys on top you know, and they could have, like, they couldn't afford to pay. Raven's you know, 12 guys. Yeah, made yeah right. The yeah, yeah, the 12 guys. guys, the 12 guys right? yeah. We had that, you know, so, but, so, like, there would always be two or three of the 12 guys would be on, like, the house show tours. Yeah. The other nine would be home, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. then, and so, like, there'd be, like, one or two matches with the top guys. Yeah. And then we would fill out the rest of the other six matches on the card. And the you top, know? and those 12 would be, we won't get them all, but it was Hogan.
0: Right. Sting, uh-huh. Luger. Uh-huh. Nash, Hall. huh uh-huh. Um, Piper
1: Piper right Macho Would Flair be in there too Flair Flair's eight Giant Giant Um, Page Page That's ten God there were two more Uh, But it was yeah Those type of guys Yeah right 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 The 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 legend guys The the, the Hall of Famers Legendary Hall of Fame guys And then all of us All of us right
0: But you brought up the Disco Inferno gimmick, and I want to know where that came from and who created it. But first, let me help out the Talk is Jericho fans by creating uh, some memories by some great holiday shopping, giving some great gifts that you can buy these holidays. I know some people are really hard to shop for. I'm one of them. I just got something sent to me that i got to tell you about because I'm sure it's the perfect gift for someone on your list that no one's going to think of. I'm talking about Omaha Steaks. Okay, I got the family gift pack, and it was loaded with amazing, high-quality meats, all for just forty-nine ninety-nine. But you got to order at OmahaSteaks.com and use that promo code Jericho in the search bar to get this amazing deal. Because check this out: for less than fifty bucks, you get two filet mignons. Check. Two top sirloins, how you doing? Two boneless pork chops, how you doing? Two boneless chicken breasts, how you doing? Four kibasa sausages, how you doing? Four urgers, how you doing? 12-ounce package of all-beef meatballs, how you doing? Four potatoes au gratin, how you doing? Four caramel apple tartlets, I broke my diet for these things, they were so good, how you doing? One Omaha steak seasoning packet, how you doing? And a partridge in a pear tree, how you doing? And thanks to this special deal, you also get four additional kibasa sausages for free. That is long list of uh, tasty treats for 49.99 talk about great eating man Omaha steaks they are tremendous cuts of beef low fat high quality high taste very flavorful and the best part of all you can order it online at omahasteaks.com and have it delivered so no dealing with malls no dealing with holiday crowds 49.99 gets you that whole box full of amazing high quality cuts and ingredients that's 77% off Okay, I don't even want to try and add that up. I'm not good at math. I am good at eating high-quality steaks, the ones that come from Omaha Steaks. And everything comes hand-trimmed, vacuum-sealed, always fresh and delicioso. We threw the top sirloins, chicken, burgers, and sausages on the grill, invited some friends over this past Thanksgiving week, and we had a great, great feast. My family's still talking about how good it was. I know I am. I want you to go to omahasteaks.com, enter my code Jericho in the search bar, order your family gift pack for $49.99. That's Omaha steaks.com enter my promo code Jericho in the search bar 49.99 for the family gift pack have a tremendous meal for you and the whole family and do it through omahasteaks.com go check it out now it is delicious man
1: what do you believe would you have had the courage of Muhammad Ali to take on the government based on principle or could you find the resolve of Tommy Smith and John Carlos and raise your fist in defiance? Would you have been tough enough to hold your sisters down like Billie Jean King? I'm Chris Webber. Join me every Tuesday on my podcast, Fearless or Insane. We'll discuss sport, athletes, and their impact on society, politics, and culture. Download on Podcast One, PodcastOne.com, and iTunes. Talk is Jericho. All right,
0: let's talk about the actual Disco Inferno gimmick itself. Did you create this thing? I mean, who gave you that gimmick? Not nah, Ray, I What's <laughs> that? Raven came up. Raven. With yeah,
1: yeah, no, but that, it's but, amazing
0: but, but, how much he his influence is shown in so many different guys that I talked to. Uh,
1: well, we're all we were all friends. Uh-huh. you know, so like we we all like you know like like I said we when the well, perfect example when I I had met Raven before he was Raven. Okay, uh-huh. I met him when he was Scotty the Body. Then he became Johnny. Polo. Scotty Scotty Flamingo, oh, right, Scotty right. Flamingo Then Johnny Polo, yeah. Then Ravy, you know the whole thing. I knew, I knew him the whole time. But like, when I was, um, I'd been in the business for like a year and a half or so, uh-huh. which is good, cause, you know. Maybe two years, could, could just try to come up with a gimmick. And he was like, so he, now Raven says he came up with the gimmick, but this is the actual story. He didn't, <laughs> this was not his brain creative child out of his right, mind. Right, right, it's everything. Right. There was a guy named Dr. Johnny Holiday in Canada. I don't know if you, you might remember the Canadian scene, Calgary Wrestling. He really, he, oh, yeah, uh, Jonathan, it, Holiday. John, Jonathan Holiday. Jonathan yeah, Holiday, right. Yeah, so, yeah. so at one point, he was doing a, um, right. a a gimmick called like Johnny Fever or something. I remember, white so, suit. White yeah. suit, but, but cheese, you know, he would just have a white suit on. He wouldn't have white pants on. You know, yeah, he got, yeah, he got yeah. a white suit you know, typical, like indie yeah. gimmick and and Raven Raven showed me the tape. He had a tape of it. He says, "I go, oh, well, oh, I could do that gimmick. You know, what, what, what can I call myself?" And I don't know to this day if I came up with the Disco Inferno. He came up with the Disco Inferno, but one of us came up with the, with the name Disco Inferno. Okay, yeah. and so. Like I said, I got to give him credit for coming up with that and give give me the idea, you know. But but I I ran with it. But like to this day, Raven will you know he he wants credit. He'll, he'll take it, you know, So he'll he'll always take credit for that gimmick. But and what exactly was the gimmick? Just a guy who danced. J- 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 yeah, guy who did. You know, because because you understand when I uh, when I grew up, I don't know who you like. Like before in the nineties, uh, you broke in in nineteen ninety. Before yeah. you broke in. Say in 89, 88. Yeah. You know, who were you a fan of?
0: I was a fan of, of the guys who I emulated. Shawn Michaels, uh-huh. Owen Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Benoit, mm-hmm.
1: uh, Savage.
0: Right. Those type of
1: guys. Right, right, right. You um, know. So, uh... I was a fan of like the Honky Tonk Man, Dusty Rhodes, (laughs) Roddy Piper. You know the the the, There you go. The the guys that did that did the gimmicky stuff, right? You know, instead of like the you know. I mean, I was a fan of the other wrestlers, but like I thought it'd be easy for for a guy like me if I go out there and and do a couple moves like the Honky Tonk Man would do in the middle of the match. I go, this an easy character to do. It's just because like this is what I try to tell like. It's just a forgotten thing in professional wrestling that guys don't really realize how important it is today. Is that if you look back in history at the greatest professional wrestlers and the, and the guys, the, the legends and stuff, or the, the most famous guys, is that they had something that you, they do during the match that the, whether it's a catchphrase or whatever that the fans can imitate. Hmm. The fans, if the fans can imitate you, and like like do things vicariously through you, you're going to be over. You know, it's like um, you know, Piper had the way he like when you imitate Piper, you can imitate Macho Man, you can imitate the Sheik, you can imitate, you know, you got a lot of imitatable characteristics that if a person, if two 13-year-old kids are wrestling each other and one says I'm the Disco Inferno and the other says I'm Chris Jericho, we're gonna do our gimmicks, right. our 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 showmanship, you know, the, the things that we do, and it's like, I try to tell the the guys today that I'm teaching, I'm gonna go, bro, try to find things like that to do instead of just going out there and being a guy that just wrestles mm-hmm. because you're gonna you're gonna be be more popular if you stick out on the card as the guy with the gimmick mm-hmm. you know and stuff and um like I said, so that's what I tried to do. I'd come up with a couple dance moves and you know the, the kids would do it and stuff and things and that, and to me that was uh, that's that's like my philosophy and that that's what I've always embraced in professional wrestling. that's what I was a fan of. You know, being able to imitate other guys, mm,
0: the character of the it, the character, yeah. Because yeah. I, I say that too. I mean, it's important to be able to have a good match, but it's more important to have a good character. But yeah, that's the most important.
1: Well, here's the thing: is, is if you think of you really think about it, too, is uh, the, the, the wrestling's gravitated towards like over the years towards towards. There's an emphasis on on match quality, so there's always like a, a, a mindset of I want to go out there and have the best match, mm-hmm. okay? And like that's what guys try to do these days. They try to have the best match, but I try to tell them, bro. You know, back there was like when we wrestled. You know, there was like friendly competition amongst us. Mm-hmm. We were all like that. The shows were over. You know, we were all like stars back then. The shows were popular, so you don't want to be the guy on the show that went out there and didn't get a reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, we all tried to like, we all tried like, like I said, I, I wasn't as good a worker as you and Eddie and those guys, like, athletically and stuff and everything. But I could hold my own with crowd response because I would.
0: We, we were always booked against you, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah you, yeah, you were in that group with us,
1: right? Right. So I would. So my mindset was always, always be, you know, I'm not going to go out there tonight and try to have the best match. I'm not the, you know, if, if I'm not the best worker, I'm not going to have the best match. You know, it's just not. <laughs> I'm not, it's not <laughs> so, but, but what I can try to do is I can try to go out there and have the best reaction. Right, I'll just go try. You know, if I'm going to try to get a really loud disco sucks chant tonight, you know, out there wrestling against Eddie or somebody, <laughs> you know, and, and so I, I was always in the impression like. I was gonna hold my own out there yeah. as a performer because yeah. I wasn't gonna, the fans weren't gonna be quiet when I was when I was wrestling, uh-huh. you know. So, um, like I said, you know, you know, there was like friendly competition with us because like all the you know, especially Raven in the locker room and stuff <laughs> yeah. everything, we all wanted to get good pops out there, yeah, you know. And we all did, mm-hmm. you know. It was fun, like it was, it was it was it was competitive like that, but we were all working with each other,
0: you know. So, do you remember uh, we had a house show loop like somewhere in Kansas and I was
1: a heel and you were a baby oh, face? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh and yeah. They, oh yeah, and they, oh, they both oh, see oh, each other, go, go, bro. Go, great, great. Remember remember this? Remember the whole. <laughs> The whole sequence of events in that match. I I come out from my entrance and I slipped on the stage. Well, I worked my ass off to get this heel reaction. Right, 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 right. Oh, that's right, that's right. They
0: were booing me and you came out to a monster pop, Road Warrior ass, and then fell off the stage.
1: (laughs) Well, it fell (laughs) fell on my ass. Okay, (laughs) I slipped and fell. Okay, so I get up, you know, it's like the the people laughed, (laughs) but thank God they didn't, they didn't, you know, crap. They They didn't turn, they didn't turn. So remember, we did that spot in the match. Okay, it was like the tackle, drop down, and when you went over me for the drop down, I like screwed up and like came up too early, and I tripped you, okay, (laughs) for a shoot, you you hit face first and literally, and slid out of the ring underneath the rope to the floor for, for a shoot <laughs> but remember the crowd popped huge yeah okay like because nobody ever really did that yeah. spot like that everything and all that remember like we kind of like I think we started using that as a spot we started use as a spot because yeah. it got a big pop you that's know every night so, right. nice. so it's like you know we liked to, that was a funny that we, we was in K- Kansas Missouri yeah, somewhere some and weird all that Selena and of and Kansas, and, I, so, Selena, Kansas. Yeah. that's exactly where it was Wow. and so was, it was funny the, you remember there's also a very I, I believe it was that trip that there was the um we had the memory uh david penzer outback steakhouse incident do you do you remember this please okay please, please tell me remember when we went to like it was so we were all traveling all travel i think the van was uh me you um penzer it could have been this at any time i'm pretty sure it was this trip it was me you penzer kidman norman smiley and i think chavo Okay, and that would have been was, like. Was a, there like a Yuji Nagata in there too? Maybe Yuji, or, Kaz Kaz Haya, there. maybe Yuji or Kaz Maybe Yuji or. Was, well, I you, remember a Japanese guy there because, right. because
0: you talk a lot, right? And I remember one time you just wouldn't stop talking, and mm-hmm. Nagata just looked at me and said, "One karate chop two throat. <laughs> he never talk again." <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> a so, yeah, because you gotta be at the front seat, right? Yeah. So we go to an outback steakhouse and like you know, back back then it's like, you know well you know like how like low carb is like the thing today, but back then it's like oh you know, we ate potatoes. As much as you can as much yeah. as you can, right. Milk. And, and yeah. So right, milk. So we uh <laughs> I remember we, we ordered food. And uh, you know, So there's was like six or seven eight of us sitting around the, the big round tables at Outback that they used to have. And you know, you got to remember – I know you remember this, okay? Because it was the most disgusting thing ever that we've ever seen in professional wrestling. <laughs> remember we'd take our ribeyes and we would we would cut the fat off, Yeah. right? And we'd cut the fat off. We'd put it in – and there'd be a bowl. And then we'd, there'd be the, in the, t- the middle of the table. Yeah. And everybody would cut their fat off the steak and put it in the bowl. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> like you got to like picture a um, – like a slab of fat off one of the ribeyes that was probably the, like the size of like half of your hand mm-hmm. you know so it's like the palm of your hand about half the palm of your hand and remember when Penzer just like like a dog that was like near the table <laughs> so you know that that like got cl- too close to the table where the food was in reach just reached over grabbed that big piece of fat and took it and just just gulped it down in like one swallow <laughs> you, you remember. remember that i remember <laughs> it's like i remember that that, that that was that whole loop because like, yeah. there was so much so many funny things we were like, oh my, we were like horrified. You know, it was like the worst thing I've ever seen. To this day, that's one of the worst things I've ever seen at a, at a, at a table, like eating with the boys, you know?
0: Well, I, and you had, we a, were a talking about the character,
1: but was it ever hard
0: for you, like, uh, when you had to be more serious? Because there was a time, I remember, you, you were kind of pushed more seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was that, like, how would you take the character of Disconferno, who's very goofy in a lot of ways, and make that more serious?
1: Oh, I just started, um, uh, Kicking and punching with more ferocity during the match. Hmm. And I tell them like, then that's that's um, like uh it's it's not that hard to do because I remember Paul Orndorff used gave me this advice. You know, he said like, you know, when when you get heat on, you know, when you're getting the heat on the guy, he goes, you have to be in the mindset that you have to believe what you're doing. Hmm. Like you have to like your body language has to show like I'm 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 beating up this guy. You know, I'm not I'm not fake wrestling punches. But I'm I'm trying to hurt him. You know, and your body language and all that has to show that. And um. And that's that, that's like the the thing that I teach these kids. Like when when, I'm, when I teach wrestling, I, I, my class is specifically just punching, kicking, and selling, making you look like you're the guy. You're not the, like you go. I, I wrestle a lot of indie, you know indie shows. You know you know you wrestle the the main stuff. You know with all the guys that could can pretty much work and stuff. But like there's always those. I mean even so on the main roster sometimes. You know like the NXT guys, the younger guys. Oh, yeah. There's just they they there's just no ferocity in the, in the in the detail stuff like kicking punching you know they, they don't like the, the in between the spot stuff a lot of guys don't look good doing it mm-hmm. you know and i try to tell these guys don't don't be the guy that looks like the wrestler that looks like the sissy puncher that looks like the sissy kicker that kicks like a sit you know that kicks yeah. like that. i'm going to teach you to look like that if you're the guy in the ring that in the stands that you're not going to want to hit the ring like if you look at all the matches and think like oh i could beat that guy up i could beat that guy up. Yeah. i was like eh, i don't want to really hit the ring on that guy he may Hit me hard, yeah. You know, yeah, so, yeah. right, right. You don't want to be like, like you. I want, I want you know. I just try to be that guy. You know, to, to look like you can fight. Mm. You know, and so the, um, so like, and like to, to this day, like I, I m- over the course of years, when I change when I work, you know, whenever I do work, that's the one thing I've always done is I just when it's time to get heat, I just really turn it up with ferocity mm. and intensity when you're when you're beating the guy down. Yeah. you know, and that's that. The fans get with that. Still, that's still a old school. Art that we grew up with mm-hmm. You know like like We grew up with Watching guys that They didn't do a lot of the Flying and acrobatics They fought mm-hmm. You know and, and the people still get With the fights If they mm-hmm. look good You know So Remember
0: The hockey fight, we oh, the, oh, hockey yeah, the, fight.
1: the hockey <laughs> fight <laughs> Yeah did, Have you have you repeated that A few times Haven't I you have.
0: I have actually tried to do it To Miz last week He wears this big Kind of cloak Jedi cloak And I right. tried to pull up But it was too tight on him Oh really He's gonna rip it Right over his head But right. yeah, I mean, It's a great It's a great, yeah, spot. Yeah, great we, spot We right? did that You had your shirt on Right right. And, yeah, we, 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 yeah we did the Hockey fight spot and It's interesting I've never told you Because I haven't Talked to you in a long time But my very first angle in WWE was against China, right? Where I had to put her over, right? Now I remember one time you had to put over Jackie and wouldn't do it, mm-hmm. right? Did you right. get suspended for that? Or I got did fired. You
1: got fired for that. I got fired for that, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I got fired because uh, well, but here was the deal with that. It's okay, is it when they um, uh, when Eric and Kevin brought me in to, to uh, explain the angle to me, I had four months left on my deal, okay? So they're basically like you know, the, the, I, they're not on the same page when they're explaining it to me. That that's one thing I realized right right off the bat. But like, so I'm asking, well, what, what happens to me after this? Mm. And, you know, like Eric says, well, I could see you do, you know, like doing an angle where the guys are saying something to you and you punching, you, you know, and then getting Kevin, Kevin Sullivan, who's the booker, is like saying, no, and no, I see you going away for six months. So, do the math, brother. It's like, okay, I got four months left on my deal. I got, you know, I go away for six months. And I'm like, uh, all right, you know, so, so when I left the room. I call you. know, Paige was a good friend of mine. Terry Taylor, who was on the booking committee, was a good friend of mine. And everything, bro. Everybody I talked to, said don't don't do it. They said do not do that. Just just tell them you're not doing it. Every every single person. You know, the boys, the the office guy was telling me to just you know, say don't the tell, booker, one tell of the booker. Yeah, one yeah. of the bookers tell me to tell the other bookers you're not doing it. And um and so, so I told him the, what
0: was their mindset for that? Just can't lose to a woman.
1: Um, was just back then, you know, yeah, it was different then. It's, it's, it's different. than This is before yeah. China, right? You know, because China's a monster, yeah. And I'm like, you know, when they're telling me, the go, I see going and having a hell of a match with that, I'm like, guys, I go, I'm 220. I go, she, your portraying her on TV is tough. She's a 120 pound girl, right? I'm like, I- I'm sorry. I go, we could go out there and shoot, and she might be able to hold her own for a minute, but I'm gonna, you know, yeah. I, I, it'd be domestic, it'd be, it'd be abuse, <laughs> you know, right? So, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is, but um, so I basically got, got fired. Okay, so you
0: told him I'm not gonna do I'm it. I'm not
1: gonna do it. say so Eric said you're fired I'm oh, all right. that quickly okay. Eric said you're that, fired. That, that quick that quick and they kind of screwed me because uh Eric had told me that I was gonna not they weren't gonna they were gonna let me go Okay, because I had four months left, but they stuck they hit me with the no compete
0: mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and um, so I get the four-month no compete. So during that time Russo was was writing for writing for up uh, writing for them and um, writing for Vince. For Vince yeah. yeah, and so uh, he didn't call me directly, but like like uh, I'd heard that they they wanted to bring me in. Okay, like all right, you know, and, and th- to the point that they actually put like a silhouette of me, my character, a silhouette in the in the WWE magazine. Okay, like really? I was, I was, yeah, uh, because Vince thought I was I was going to be coming in. I talked so to Vince like the character, like like yeah. The character, yeah. And so um so uh. The Honky Tonk Man's protege was going to be the actual gimmick. Really? You know, absolutely. Yeah. When I was a huge, I was like, "Oh, okay." But I never talked to, to Russo. Okay. So, so Cornette had called me up a couple of times. He was in talent relations, then. and he, had, "What's your status?" I'm like, "Okay, well, get the four month no compete." Here's the date that I could, you know. So, and I had probably two or three conversations with them over the course of the, of a the few months, and I had had to reiterate every time. It's like, "Well, I've got my four months is coming up, you know. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, now the date is this date, you know." Yeah. And then I talked to finally talked to Bruce Pritchard and I just reiterated the exact same conversation I was having with Cornette with Bruce Pritchard. I was like, I told him that they didn't hire me, okay. And Bruce Pritchard to, you know, told—I found out later that he told Vince he didn't—he didn't like what I told him. and I'm like, like all right, well, <laughs> you, you know, whatever. Him, yeah. So then um, I saw Sting in the in the in the um, in the gym, and Sting and me were always cool. And he had told me, uh, hey, well, let me—I told him my situation, you know, because I've been, you know, am out of work right now. So, uh, and he says, let me see, you know, let me see what I can do. Okay, and he got me my job back hmm. but they brought me back under the condition that I had to put over Jacqueline okay <laughs> so now I come back it's like four four and a half months later okay so I've, I've gone through the you no-yo. Know, it's four and a half months later and Eric just is, is adamant on just you know making it's the me, principal yeah, yeah the principal okay but so because like they didn't you know how they, they were with the mid card guys yeah they didn't really care you, you know like they could do angles with us and everything and it would be like okay you know, I don't even know if they would watch on the monitor or even pay attention, you know, because like they only cared about some big stuff. So they, did, I don't really think Eric, Eric realized this, but to, they knew I was going to have to put her over. So Terry Taylor put the TV title on me. Okay. So they, they put the, I got the TV title, <laughs> and then they're trying to like, well, we can't beat him. Like, hey got a like, girl beat him because he's a TV champion. They're like trying to work Eric, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> which is don't. so funny when you think like Eric,
0: like, you know, I'm thinking <laughs> WWE, Vince would have to sign off on you being the TV champion, right? Right
1: there. Eric didn't even care or even know probably, right probably yeah probably not and the, and the funny thing was so th- if i would have had this conversation with eric before i'd gotten fired okay if they were more clear to me about what they wanted okay and th- so eric explained to me what he wanted what exactly do you want with this okay you know, with the match it's like well just one thing you you grow up you've been taught you can't hit a girl okay so you have to like construct a match the girl wants to wrestle you but you but you can't you you can't go out there and beat up a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like oh well that's <laughs> I felt like oh why didn't you guys tell me this before? Oh, I could yeah. do a match around this concept and if something because she's pretty athletic, mm-hmm. you know she could she could do a lot of stuff. We can do stuff where I can skate around the issue where I'm not really hitting her, but I'm wrestling her and stuff and everything and all that. So and, and if you look if you ever watch that match, I don't, you know you probably wouldn't, but I mean it, it was pretty entertaining mm-hmm. for, for what we did and it actually made. A lot of sense in the story that that was you know told to me then, and the way the announcers told the story. So so. Once you tell it in, in a way
0: that makes uh, the description and the information, the details that you need to make it work. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. But but you weren't just working as a wrestler for WCW either. You also ended up working on the booking committee. Isn't that isn't that right, Disco? I want to know how that happened. Uh, but before we do, the holiday season it's here. And for a lot of you guys listening now, that means you're gonna be traveling to spend the holidays with family and friends. I know I will be. And you gotta check your home security off your list. You don't wanna be worried about that while you're away. You wanna give yourself a little peace of mind while you're on the road, and you can do that now thanks to Simply Safe. All right, Simply Safe is having their biggest holiday sale ever right now and you can take $200 off Simply save special holiday security package this award winning alarm system has everything you need to protect your home an arsenal of 17 security sensors that will secure every door and window in your house there's a panic button that alerts the authorities a blaring extra siren to scare creeps away and a wireless connection to police dispatch so your family your home and everything else in it stays safe or on the clock I mean that is that's foolproof man that is that, that is burglar proof This Simply Safe system, it usually goes for $600, sounds about right. But right now, you can get it for $400. That's right. $400 when you go to simplysafejericho.com. You're saving $200 to get peace of mind and keep your family and your home safe. That is worth it. There's no long term contract, no installation costs, no hidden fees or extra charges. It's the biggest deal in Simply Safe history. Just go to simplysafejericho.com. That's simplysafe, S I M P L I Safejericho.com, and you will get $200 off the foolproof security system that Simply Safe will give you. Give yourself or someone you love or both some peace of mind this holiday season. You know everyone in your family deserves it. I want you to go to simplysafejericho.com and save $200 now. You actually worked not just as a wrestler for WWE. You started working with the booking committee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did that come up? Because I always laugh at you because you had like all these ideas right. and five of them would be great and five of them would be ridiculous right, right. and you wouldn't know the difference right. of which one was which
1: right but they were always intriguing <laughs> yeah. all of them right you know like they say like well, they're, they're, like each idea would pop you but then they'd be like hey, we can't do that on the show you know like <laughs> yeah. but then some would be like hey maybe maybe we can but like remember like um I'd always, because me and Terry were close, you mm. know, and I was always throwing ideas, throwing ideas, throwing ideas, and like I'm the one that got him and said, you know, when Ernest Miller was always talking smack backstage, everybody, you know, you remember him, like yeah, he's yeah. always for, running, as a shoot, yeah. as a shoot, run his mouth, like bro, stick the, put this guy on TV and just give him the mic, let him do the backstage stuff on TV, and he, he got over, yeah. Then like, uh, and remember when they used the uh, the idea that I had for the for the for the holds. The Christian right. Day. Hey, let me. Right. Let me. That's
0: what I was getting to One of my most famous things right? that people will reference to this day is the Man of a Thousand and Four promo. Uh, Man of a Thousand and Four holds promo right. in Chicago.
1: Right. This was your idea. Right. It was my idea. But, you know. So it was my idea. And remember we had a lot, of, here's the thing, when we come up with an idea, idea like that, everybody kind of wants credit for it. Yeah. Because remember we were like just coming up with the, the list of the names we could use for the holds and stuff yeah. and everything? You know, Madden, Madden to this day kind of tries to claim this is his idea. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, bro, no, it's not your idea. And Raven will say that. Raven, of course, you know, because we were all like, you know, coming up, But but still to this day, it's like they, they didn't even do that angle correctly because like back then we always had to work a match yeah remember you had to go work a match yeah and then like grab you you had to get your eight minute match in it's not even
0: five minutes i did the well, only time i ever worked marty janetti who's right. one of my favorites right was a four minute throwaway match just to get to this promo.
1: To instead promo. of going out there and just doing the promo. Just to, which would have been even more entertaining yes. if you would have been about to read the list of holds for like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, but that was funny. <laughs> you know, right so, handed punch. Left handed punch. Yeah,
0: I had the, the, the stack of, of computer paper right, right, right. and like a scroll. I, I'm i now going to read my 1004 holds and started, you know, like you said, arm bar. Right, right. right. Russian arm bar. Yeah, right. Jump. Yeah, you know, whatever right, it was. Yeah, and yeah. then Raven, of course, moss handled, three the, the, handled. Three no, dozen, credentials or Family credentials no, or something. <laughs> <laughs> then we go to break, right? And then I switch over to just like cheap heat, like oh, I hate the Chicago Bulls, I hate the Blackhawks. So three minutes later, when we come back from break, people yeah. are really booing me, right. and I'm like, you know, hold number seven hundred, like as if yeah, right. I've been reading yeah, the holes right,
1: the whole right. time. <laughs> did, so how did you how did you pitch that? Do you remember that day? Like I just that, told Terry, I said, bro, you got to do this. This is great because we, you know, we always pitch ideas. So yeah. And they started using some of my ideas, you know, because yeah. you know, whatever it is. I mean, I just, I'd always had like because it's it's different being. Um, I, I was talking to Conan about this the other day. The, uh, you know, when when I got to booking, okay, like um, we're we're fast forwarding a little bit, but but you know how the how I was backstage, always had like ideas we should do you know stuff, and uh, so I sat on the plane next to, um next to Russo on on an airplane one time, like one of one of the trips, and we just you know. Picked each other's brain for like two hours. Okay, so the next thing I know a few weeks later They asked me to come sit in on the on the, on the booking meetings, you know And the one thing that uh, that I cont- would contribute is that you know, there's always been a, a, um, a Separation of like the boys and the office you know, the office, you know, like like Arn would go out drinking with us and stuff, and everything you know, so he was kinda like one of the boys too. But uh you know, the the, the the office as a whole didn't really integrate a lot with the boys like the camaraderie that, that we had. You know, we were all going out together and stuff, but so I was always like the guy that like knew the guys like like all of us, right. knew on a personal level, and like would always pitch things. Hey, th- let this guy try this because I know him, and he, he like this is part of his personality you don't see on TV. But we could we could try to get it on TV, you know, and try, and try yeah. to like yeah. like pitch pitch stuff like that because I know I'm friends with everybody, you know. So I was just the guy that was always in there just trying to pitch stuff for like like the mid card guys mm-hmm. that they weren't really that, that weren't progressing like they should. I was just constantly trying to pitch ideas to like. For for things for them to do. So to what kind to of ideas
0: over. did you did get?
1: Did you pitch that got on the air? Uh, that got on the air. Um, I'll, I'll credit this, like, bro. When, when Lance storms Evil Canadian, uh-huh. I, I booked that whole thing. No kidding. Yes, yes. So the whole That was that was it was fun, dude. And bro, if you think about it, uh, to this day, um, it's almost like a lost formula that they don't they don't really use anymore. But we started pushing. Like he came in as a baby. Eric wanted him to be a babyface, and he was just like, I just didn't see it. You know, he was kind of like, you know, you know, yeah, Lance. Yeah, he's it's a quirky, a very, very serious, like the yeah. like a Chip like on a, his shoulder, like, type. like 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 the mean gym teacher in school. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. Okay. So it's like got that serious, you know. So I was like, so let's make him like just start you know, serious Canadian guy, okay. And he started it started getting over so like we we had him win one of the belts you know like kids it's like hey let's give him another belt you know <laughs> so like, hey let's give him another belt you know like so each week or like over the course he was winning he had like three belts yeah but he but we would just it's like we never took a step backwards we just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. just you know like took a new character and just pushed Got him, him over yeah until until he fought for like they was on it they could have done a pay-per-view with him. but like they he wrestled for the title on a Nitro. The world title. The world title against Booker T on a Nitro, during an, uh, an hour, I, I remember like a, when, when Raw, we'd we start at eight o'clock I think, and you guys would start at nine o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we put him on, at like, it was like the nine o'clock, right? And it was the first time that the rating for like, our nine, you know, our nine o'clock always went down because your show would start. It was like the first time the rating for a nine o'clock spot did really, really, really well. You know, and stuff, and so, uh, wow, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was just, it was just but it's just a simple formula. Uh-huh. But just, continue, just push the guy, and don't give him his law, you know, have have him lose, or just, just keep pushing yeah, him. You know, so keep, just yeah. keep, keep pushing him, and, um, and it, was fun, it was fun doing that, you know, like booking that. What were some of the ones that didn't make it? Um, the, uh, but bro, you gotta understand, like, this is funny, because I get credited with, um, <laughs> I get, uh, people think that, like, a lot of my ideas, were like like serious okay okay like, like yo, so like you know I've I've been credited like uh you know with the Invisible Man what's that know, the, well so we we'd be sitting in the we'd be <laughs> I mean, you've never really sat in a booking meeting no before. Sometimes, and I want to hear about that too what well sometimes like, there's there's this writer's block bro you you were in there like uh you were in there for like eight nine hours you know or sometimes seven or six who like, else was like, in there Russo me Russo Ed Ferrara um Terry Taylor. Uh, Jeremy Borash is on the computer with Bill Banks, who just was kind of like, Bill Banks was just there. I don't even know. Where he was <laughs> sandwiches. Funny. He, he, he said two words like, the entire day. You know, <laughs> oh, Goldberg was in the top twelve. He might be the other Goldberg guy. Was in top Sorry, 12. yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, so Vince would pitch most the ideas, and we would just sit there and tweak and stuff. But um, but sometimes you get b- b- you're just you're stumped, and you're sitting there for two to three minutes, and nobody's saying a word. You know, so like it was one of those times where we're all just sitting there, we're this writers block, and I'm like. I'm like, oh, all right. picture silence for like three minutes. I'm like, what if we show a shot of an empty locker room and just shoot the locker room? Nobody's there. And 30 seconds later, coming soon, the Invisible Man. <laughs> 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 and every and everybody pops. You know, everything. It's like we wouldn't do it. Right, you know, right. and everything. But like, so everybody's like, oh, you know, you know how word travels fast. Like, like if somebody says. Disco wants to put the Invisible Man on the show, <laughs> yeah. then it starts. People start repeating it like it's yeah. like it's a true story, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so yeah. and like the same thing, we were. Uh, um, there was a period of time we we meet at a hotel in, on, on Windy Hill Road in, in Atlanta by right by Man of Them Fitness Gym, and so it was a uh, we had a conference room there. We go there every week, and so I got there early, like 15, 20 minutes early, and you know like um like when you're giving a presentation in a boardroom or something and you got those big giant pads where you can flip the pages and everything. Bro, I wrote out like six months of TV Okay, like like in, like in an outline form, okay, of a Martian invasion angle, okay. <laughs> so, and like it started with like, like week one, you know, uh, Mike Tanay is sitting at the at the announcer's desk, and two antenna pop out of his head like a Martian, okay, like you know, okay. So we started like, so I'm just presenting this, and the funny thing is Terry Taylor, the you know, Vincent Ed and Borash would just crack up, you know, the, at all, at all this stuff, but but uh, Terry Taylor would um. He get he gets so aggravated because he don't want to waste any time, mm-hmm. okay. And I'm like pitching this, you know, the, the whole thing with the Martian invasions, like who are the Martians and the Martians are coming, and you know now now the American, you know, the 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 WCW wrestlers are trying to defend the planet, you know, stuff. and like the, the whole thing. The purpose was like, it all culminates on January 1st, 2001. Our space, our, our uh, the, the name of the paper is called A Space Odyssey. <laughs> 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 so I, I I present this. So to this day, of course, you know word travels. It's everything. People think I tried to book, you know, the March, a Martian invasion <laughs> angle, even though that was like a joke presented to the room. And I also get credit for building. The evil architect. Okay, that's one of the. Bill uh, Ding. But that was Terry. Okay, that was Terry Taylor's brainchild and has always been. But since I did the Invisible Man and the Martian Invasion, everybody's married Bill Ding to what, as as one of my ideas. So I get just his. You know, I I got this yeah, yeah, this yeah. curse of like he just right. always has these crazy the stupid. I'm like bro, yeah. come on! If you actually think, if you take that seriously, yeah, you know, like Mike today, two antenna popping out of his head and thing, I could mean, go. You know, but like come on, bro, that's not that's not serious. <laughs> I
0: once uh, Nash when he was booking there was a place in Georgia called Hoganville. He used to see the sign for it on the road right. and he had say, I want to do this vignette where I Turn off the Hoganville exit to get gas, and I go, and like everyone, like the old lady by the counter looks like Hogan. Right, right. The guy, you know, cooking food looks like <laughs> Hogan. The kids run look like Hogan. So same idea. Like you would right. never do that, but just a right. funny idea uh, that right. just pops in your head. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. That you know, I, I had a million of. Them. Yeah, it's like there's only a handful I'll ever get on TV. You know, so. <laughs> How far did that go for you uh, working as a booker? Or in the I, d- I did in TNA a lot too. So yeah, man, probably two two years of of, <laughs> of that.
0: Dean Baldwin,
1: uh, <laughs> <Out>. <laughs> yeah, Shark Boy was Shark Boy, Dean, supposed- Bal- Dean Baldwin. Yeah, he always wanted to do the Dean Baldwin. Game, he looks like a Baldwin. He looks like a Baldwin. You know, like <laughs> he smoked the cigarettes. You know, have a Baldwin. You know, um, but I did it in TNA it was me, um, me, Vince, Jeff, and uh, and Dutch Mantel. Mm. and that that was like when Borash would be in there too. I think sometimes, but uh, it's a lot it's, of the same guys from that WCW yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whenever Vince booked somewhere, I, I was always like, I, either me or Ed would be like, you know. He'd bring you with him. Bring him with him, yeah. Because we always had just, you know, bro, let me tell you this. Whatever people say about booking, okay, writing, whatever you call it, is if you don't have, like, whether they're good or bad, if you don't have ideas, Mm -hmm. period, you just can't, you, you, you go nowhere, you know. So sometimes you have to have bad ideas because a bad idea can be thrown out and it could ignite in somebody's creative mind, a good idea. Right. You know, but like having ideas is the most important thing. If you don't, if you don't have ideas, you just, nothing happens. You You know, because you you gotta
0: throw everything against the wall. Throw
1: everything against the wall. Like I went to
0: Carrot Top last night and I, 80% Eighty percent of his stuff is brilliant. Twenty percent sucks. Right. But if you didn't have the stuff that sucked, you would never right. know it was brilliant. You know? Right. You'll yeah. you'll
1: you'll suffer through you know uh, periods of, of of stuff that stink if you know moments of brilliance are coming. Right. You know. So that that's as long as you're getting. Then that's all. If you if you think about it, I, I told people this is all professional wrestling is. It's moments of brilliance. Mm-hmm. We remember the moments of brilliance. We don't remember. Yeah. I can't remember a match I had from you from start to finish, yeah. but I can remember the, the spot with me coming out, landing on my ass and me <laughs> tripping over like, oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we can remember like like flashes of, of, of things we've done over the course of time, but that's, that's what fans remember too. They remember moments. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't remember everything, yeah. you know, and stuff, so you have to, if you have your moments you're going to be sticking yeah. people's memories that's you know? a great point it's yeah. like that
0: for a rock and roll band or an actor right. you look at the whole body of work you don't remember the bad movies Tom Hanks has been in. but right. sure you remember the good ones Right. Exactly. Or, the, or the good Rolling Stone songs or whatever it may be yeah. you know absolutely yeah exactly I mean that's that's totally the way it is and um, along those lines what are your summer favorite memories and matches of WCW Glenn I got a couple of my own I'm going to explain them to you but before we go there let me thank another Talk is Jericho sponsor who's going to help you get the best night's sleep of your life alright Bowl and Branch Sheets that's right they're the songs Softest, most comfortable, most, uh, most uh, high-performing sheets you will ever sleep on. And with the holidays coming, it's a great gift for anyone in your life and a great added bonus for your guest bedroom how make your guests feel comfortable get some brownie points from the in-laws when they come stay with you lord knows we all need them i'll tell you that bowl and branch sheets come in a gift box another bonus that means no gift wrapping for you that shipping is free i mean does it get any easier than that i mean come on man bowl and branch are 100 organic cotton sheets which means they start out super soft and just get softer over time they get softer over time plus they last longer everyone who tries them loves them bowl and branch have thousands of five-star reviews go check that out. And three U.S. presidents sleep on Bowling Branch sheets. Guess which ones? Uh, Donald Trump, maybe, probably Obama, uh, George Bush, senior or, or junior, maybe Bill Clinton. We don't know which three, but there's three U.S. presidents sleeping on Bowling Branch sheets right now. Good enough for U.S. presidents, good enough for you, right? Good enough for me. And that's why Bowling Branch lets you sleep on them for 30 nights. And if you don't love them as much as I do, just send them back for a full refund. Think about that. 30 nights, one whole month you sleep on these sheets. If you don't like them, you send them back and get a full refund. And trust me though, one night's sleep on Bowling Branch sheets and you will be hooked. You'll be sleeping like a baby. You won't be able to sleep on anything else or in anything else and right now if you order at BowlingBranch.com and use my promo code Jericho you can get $50 off your first set of sheets. That's 50 bucks off when you order at BowlingBranch.com use the promo code Jericho. So what are you waiting for man? Get your perfect night's sleep now. Go to BowlingBranch.com the softest most comfortable sheets you're ever going to have. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com BowlingBranch.com Use the promo code Jericho and sleep the night away. I still, one of my favorite memories of WCW in that time was was the two weeks where we had the uh, main event tapings right. in Orlando. Right, oh yeah. Where all of us would go to Orlando right. and stay... What was that place that uh, the, had pineapple the,
1: the, Um Pineapple pine, peeps. Pineapple no, no pineapple was a, was the bar. Was there. the bar? But um, was it was the the, 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 man, the courtyard. Maybe it was a courtyard. I don't know. But red it was, roof or something. It
0: like was that. A all big kind of resort, and right. everyone used to just kind of hang outside the dro- the doors because everyone yeah. was down there right. for like two weeks at a time. Yeah, two weeks at a time. Yeah, you know, and you'd have like I remember you mentioned Jim Mitchell, like just crazy Mitchell, like right. We torment did we, tor- we used to torment him. Yeah, 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 quite absolutely. a bit too. Oh we, yeah, all yeah, night yeah. like what did he used to do to him.
1: Oh, he was just abusive.
0: Like like was.
1: It was like an abuse because Mitch was so annoying. You know, they like, you know, that, that he would just, you know, Canyon was just like abusive towards him. Like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, he'd like, smack him. Or something. <laughs> it
0: was so bizarre. You know? he, he stole the uh, room key and opened up the door and ran in there with a big bucket of snow right. and poured it on his back, like while he's sleeping in the winter. Oh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He just, you, you know, know, it's, it's just.
0: What, I, uh, what, what are your memories of Canyon? Kind of, I, I haven't really thought about him in a while, but uh, uh, pretty funny guy.
1: Uh, well,. You know, I mean, it was one of my best friends. Yeah. You know, like we broke in together. And, stuff and, that, uh, and Kidman,
0: right? Kidman,
1: yeah. but... Um, Fat Fingers but, the Magician? Right, but, but Canyon had the first guy I'd ever met that had an unbelievable VCR tape collection of professional wrestling. That had a, He had everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so it was like, wow, we go over his house, do you have this and stuff, you know, we pull out, you have this library of, of tapes. So we would always like, Candy was always like the place we'd go to watch a, the, watch a pay-per-view. If we were you know, we'd go to watch wrestling. You know, we we worked out, we we ate, you know, together and stuff. Like, he's was, was a good friend, but it's funny because he had a temper. I'll never forget, you know, like sometimes like he gets so mad at me, he'd go, get out of my house. Get out of my house. You know, like, you know I can annoy people. Yeah, you know, so, really? right? So, yeah, right. So, <laughs> he used to kick me out of his house sometimes because he, but he'd but get mad. But, um, but it was funny because... uh. When um this is a like this sidebar interesting story about the the Disney tapings okay so we're down there doing the uh the Disney tapings this is back when uh I don't know if you were there but maybe you were but when Pillman was 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 a nutcase mm-hmm. okay I wasn't when there. He, oh you weren't there because he was Disney doing, tapings was
0: worldwide right I said main event but it was worldwide war, 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 that was worldwide. Yeah, be worldwide worldwide yeah. but we
1: would do Florida yeah like tape you know it. Tampa well, we'll be, yeah but we'd, we is that the Universal Studios but then we. The the oh, National sure. yeah. Thunder be Monday Tuesday yeah. and we would go to Lakeland Florida or yeah. Tampa or wherever, or wherever yeah. it was and um so at this time I remember uh Pillman was doing his his crazy gimmick where he was like you, you know he started doing the, the shoot angle with Kevin Sullivan right but during all this it was funny because uh you know Pillman we we it was it was a Courtyard Marriott that's what I think it was the hotel down there It wasn't that nice no we we no no no, no the, yeah <laughs> afterwards maybe after yeah. you left we started saying the Courtyard yeah. Marriott but uh but Pillman would... um. We we go to Canyon's room, and Canyon would bring a box full of tapes down from from Atlanta with it, because he would drive down. But he had like a lot of Roddy Roddy, Roddy Piper stuff because you know I like Piper, and like Pillman was like studying Roddy Piper, like he'd go in his, like he'd take the tapes and like he'd go in his room for like hours and just study Roddy Piper. And if you watch Pillman back then when he was doing this angle with Kevin, with the Booker Man gimmick and everything. Yeah, yeah. This was in the middle of him watching like watching Roddy Piper footage huh. the whole time. And he was like integrating Roddy Piper into his act, you know, and stuff like So it was nuts, you know, that's like right. you know, right. you know, loose cannon. That's that's where that's where it all kind of came from, huh. is like Canyon's tape collection of Roddy Piper, and just Pillman just got so interested in watching Roddy Piper stuff, he started doing this, the, the, the loose hmm. cannon started developing out of that, out of the Disney tapings, you wow. know, when, when from, we'd be down there. there. Yeah, from yeah. there, yeah.
0: Because that used to be, uh, we'd go and, and you'd have four tapings a day. Yep and then just go and like drink
1: well there was the remember we used to go to the um <sighs> Eight tracks. Eight tracks. That was yeah the the, the seventies. Right, Disney? right, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Everyone we'll just go to eight tracks. Eight tracks. That was just like the like, right you know, drink, drink beer yeah. and listen to, to dance the seventies <laughs> music. Yeah. Right. <laughs> do you think? Uh, did you read Canyon's book after he passed away? I haven't read. It. I'm not. I'm not a big reader. It's I uh. It, 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 you could see there was like because we.
0: I always suspected and I didn't care, but I suspected he was gay. Right. And he was. Right. But never. Re- at, I guess maybe at that point he couldn't really say anything about it or right. do anything about it. But it really talked about how tortured he was as a gay man, not being able to to. Talked to anybody about it
1: Right Which is weird for me Because he could have told us I mean we didn't give yeah, yeah. a shit I, I, When he told me He's like You know he Like when he came out And it was like a big deal mm-hmm. He's like so he's like like kind of like looking at me like for hey so what do you think about me coming out you know and he was like looking like this, like this big like he would think like I'd be like celebrating go, bro I don't care it's like I you know, it's a big <laughs> yeah. deal I you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. you know you yo you're not you haven't dated a girl since I've known you yeah go to downtown right, you know, Disney everyone's banging everything right, they can
0: right, find so and like, like, you don't <laughs> ever have a date right.
1: right yeah so like I don't care it's a big deal you know, I thought you were asexual you know like, hey, yeah, you're, yeah, big, yeah. you're homosexual who cares right I didn't still my one of my best friends you know be a big deal you know
0: it, it, it's a drag because he, he eventually ended up, you know, committing yeah. suicide. And I wonder, you know, now we have Darren Young is gay, comes uh-huh. out of the, you know, nobody cares. I wonder if he could have been able to do that if that would have helped him a bit. And um, not I'm, I'm surprised more path.
1: people, athletes, because of the acceptance that more guys haven't done it. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, it's a really weird thing to think that people, like, it's it's like a big secret like that. Mm-hmm. Keeping that inside you. I can't even comprehend, you know, like carrying a burden where, like, this is. Like, at some point, it's like you're really thinking, like, should I just let everybody know? You know, you're just you just keep it a secret from, like, your friends. Yeah. You know, like. Guys like, that you did, see every day. every, every 22 day. days a month. 22 days a month. Yeah. It's kind of weird because uh, you know how the wrestling, like, you know how the wrestling friends are. Yeah. It's like we're weird, you know. Right. We'll go, we'll, we'll see each other and, like, connect and be on the road and we'll hang out all the time. But then, like, we won't see each other for a year or two and just you know, won't talk and everything, mm-hmm. but the, you just, your wrestling friends, you just pick up where you left off yeah. every time Every time you see them again. It's like you War know? Buddies. R- 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 war you know? Buddies, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. We're with their families or other friends and everything, but your wrestling buddies were like, you know, we, we spend a lot of time with you mm-hmm. know it's kind of, maybe we kind of get sick of each other we spend <laughs> yeah, so much time you yeah, know it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you got a travel in the car or the city or the gym or, or everywhere except like when we're sleeping and sometimes you're in the room <laughs> yeah together like, yeah because you know, you know, we always yeah. to share rooms yeah. at that point yeah too. Ab- absolutely you know? absolutely i remember K- kidman was always like you know, remember he, i'd wake up like you know uh, I, sometimes I snore, <laughs> yeah. you know, when I sleep on my back I snore, and I wake up the next morning. There'd be like, you know, like a shoe next to my head, and the oh, used to throw shoes at me when I'd be snoring. <laughs> <You> know, <so laughs> he was the worst. He was like the worst sleeper, you know. Hey, Kimmy let's go. We gotta get it. You know, gotta get up. So I say, screw you. Shut up. You know, wake up. We got to the airport. Uh, you know?
0: Benoit used to do that if he had to get up early and you could sleep in. A uh-huh. bit, he would zip his bag up and down on purpose and then shake like you know vitamin bottles. So you be like. Zip, zip, <laughs> ch- ch- zip, just to wake you up. Oh, right. You because know, his flight was at 6 <laughs> and mine was at 10. Right, right, like, right. Why did you do that? I you don't know. Right. <laughs> but I mean, that's the type of stuff you yeah, do. Corky stuff. Corky uh, stuff, uh, yeah, pick yeah. On, pick on each other. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Right? Now, you talk about you know, You could annoy people. Like, I remember like the nasty boys were always on your case. No, no, but
1: they they like me, though. Yeah. yeah. It was just funny because... uh the, they, they, they like they You know the, na- the the nasty boys and the Steiners would just always have a few guys that they would just pick on. Yeah, you know, see like like the, the Steiners would pick up. You know, but, but Scott Steiner was like I was hanging out with Scott Steiner back in Lamb, but you know he would pick on me. He'd pick <laughs> on Rey Mysterio. You know they like Rick Steiner was just like you know, they like play the bully gimmick. Yeah, yeah. You know in the locker room around the boys. You know it's <laughs> like like the nasty boys are the same way, but like you know. They had to, like, like you to do that. They wouldn't, like, yeah. screw with, you know, people they didn't like. You know, they would just get you in the ring if they had a chance to it just clobber you, you know? I, so, yeah, yeah, right, totally. yeah, I remember right.
0: my first house show ever was in, like, Ithaca, New York or something. Didn't the NASA boys take your rent-a-car keys? And I just God, like, the he's just like throwing them away. May, maybe they, they took. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> you, like hit it, yeah. where's my keys? I can't find my keys anywhere. Where's yeah, right. my keys? Yeah,
0: and they're like, "What's oh, look for your keys, Disco?"
1: Yeah, right. You know, well, those old school guys, like like them, and like you know, Kurt Henning and them. They're, yes, they're, their, their ribs were kind of like little, little vicious, little heavy, little heavy. Yeah. You know, like like, um, and and Kurt was always. like Remember when Kurt took a uh, stole kidman's such trunks. Remember, Kidman had the, the he was he was wearing the the blue you know the blue denim cutoffs yeah. you know when he was in the in the flock right and they, they stole his trunks or his pants so Kidman had to go out there with black mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so he had to go buy a new pair of jeans you know where I think mean, they had bought a new pair of jeans. he had to wear like his regular shorts yeah you know and he'd go out there and wrestle it looked like a schmuck you know so but but well, it's funny because like in retrospect you know when 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 they, they would pull these ribs Kurt would be like the guys like. Hey guys, yo! Hey, we gotta find Kidman's shorts, yo! Hey, have you seen Kidman shorts? know Right, right, yeah. They'd be like, yo, hey, hey, have you seen Kimman shorts? <laughs> Kidman's looking for shorts, guys. You seen it? Like, you know, like one of those. Like, sh- all right, we get it, bro. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yo, yeah, well, yeah. where are the shorts? You know, it's,
0: <laughs> it's like pumping iron. Where's my <laughs> right. blue shirt? Yeah, right. I, have you seen have you seen his blue shirt anywhere? <laughs> right. But that, yeah, that, that that vibe was. I just remember that. I remember too. The Steiner's uh, taking. There was everybody that was on the uh, like the trainer was called coach. Right. We had eight coaches, so I'm not sure which coach it yeah, was right. and they taped him down to the table and like right. wanted to like stick stuff up his ass. Yeah, right.
1: But like like, yeah, bro back <laughs> this is but before political correctness yes. the internet came like you before wouldn't even HR or, Oh yeah. my God. I mean like think about back then. In this day and age, if that would have happened, yeah, oh yeah, oh my, forget it. An like, employee you know. of
0: the company, not yeah, a wrestler, yeah. an
1: actual employee, an salaried, under contract, right, right. benefits, right? they abusing the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, but that was, but we would like laugh at that back yeah. then, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know but like I even mean, you'd laugh and be like, uh, that's kind of like you know, <laughs> yeah. geez, I'm, I'm, come on, guys, don't, again, if it please don't try that with me, yeah, guys. Wasn't you like, right, yeah, it right. right? It was hilarious. If it was you,
0: you wouldn't like it too much, right? Uh, just as we wind down here, Martin Short, funny. You're not funny. Oh, come on. You know that. You know, they,
1: they, you know, though, there's still surprising. a story about this, though. It, it, well, saying, I just, you thought my, you, you're Canadian. Yeah. You know, Canadians think Martin Short is funny. Yeah. I, I don't think he's funny. He's you know, a uh, this day Still to this day, we we'll, we'll don't have,
0: have any appreciation for
1: Martin Short. I just don't think he's that funny. And uh, most Americans will agree. And remember, we did the poll. I was <laughs> shocked. It was like 50 50. We did know? a poll in the WCW
0: locker room. This is mm-hmm. what we used to do. They, did you guys think you no, know, Nitro's coming up and we're in the ring practicing or going to Me and Disco and maybe Conan. Or somebody and Bob else, Ryder. R- Bob Ryder, right. walking around polling the WCW roster, right, <laughs> on whether they think Martin Short is funny or not funny,
1: so they can find content for the internet. Because it's back when, like, the internet show would be like on pre-show, and they need like, you know, <laughs> be, like, is Martin Short funny or not funny before the show? You know? that, that's the stuff we do because we're killing time, right? right you know, it's right. like dude, people don't get it. You know, you're there like six, you know, seven hours before your match, it's like we're just trying to figure out what to do. You know, it's like I remember
0: uh, Bret Hart said he was funny. Right, of course, um,
1: all you guys, Canadian guys, said he was funny. It's like you know, just then, remember me and Madden, um, Raven. Uh-huh. Um, God, there were a few. Who were the other guys who were parading the, uh, the the Martin Short is not funny. Right?
0: Well, I do remember that I finally like got enough nerve to go ask Bischoff because right? he didn't really talk to anybody. He right. just kind of would just wander around right. and and uh, and I said, Eric, we're doing a poll. You think Martin Short's funny? He's like funny, not funny. What's the difference? And just walked away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great participant, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, like, thanks for we, your help. You know, right, yeah, right. Gratiate so, yourself yeah. with your employees, right? We right? Can put that on the internet, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh,
0: um, as we uh, get to towards the end here, what's your favorite match of, of, of all time?
1: Of all if time, people that you had, that I had, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what the f- the funnest match I had was that match we had in Salina, Kansas, because it was f- it was f- fun. Yeah, because like, it was like, you know, you're not going to have another <laughs> match like that where there's two, you know, <laughs> massive screw ups in the match to kind of get a pop, and, like you know, you know, so that w- that was a fun match because the yeah. house, sh- you know, the crowd was hot back yeah, then. Yeah. Um, I also wrestled on a, um, just kind of like I'm proud of it is that I wrestled uh, Benoit on a Thunder on a Nitro one time, and we were you know this is back in Nitro before um. Uh, you know, when, when you, you don't leave yet because the show's not finished, you know, again, yeah, yeah. they're booking the show as the show is on the, the air. going on. Yeah. So we're dressed, you know, and they say like, you know, Hey, the 15 minutes, 10 minutes before the show starts, Hey, you're, you're, you got 12 minutes with Benoit segment two. I'm like, what? You know, it's like, right, it's okay. So I basically just had to get dressed on the, didn't really even go over nothing. And like you know, went out there with like Benoit and had like a, like a just just because of like the conditions which you're presented you know with sure. you're on nitro say so you know, yeah and, and Live went out TV. there and like and and killed it with Benoit to where people you know I, I I liked wrestling guys like that because I took you know my gimmick is like I take a good beating mm-hmm. you know so so guys like it was funny. You, know, you could beat me up I look you look good beating me up you know something <laughs> so uh, so we always had good stuff together because you know. People liked it when he would chop me really hard. <laughs> the crowd pops, you know. Like you had a great so, chest for chopping too. Like yeah, yeah. Perfectly right. formed, <laughs> just bam, you know, right, right, right. In there. right. But uh, I, I thought that was a match I was I was proud of.
0: Just what do you think led to the kind of the decline of WCW being there? Like you said, from the start to the finish. I wanted to ask you that before.
1: Um, it's just uh, like what you the inevitability, bro. You can, when when you when you see the glass ceiling, and they never you never break it. And just like, then then it comes too late. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like I said, you just, you got to let guys, you got to let the people book, you got to let the people, like, uh, the people book the show. If a wrestler is becoming popular, okay, continue. Push, 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 push. Don't push him to a point, okay, because then what's going to happen is the perception of the, just, those yeah. guys are just going to always be stuck, like, around in the, in the, in the middle, you know? Mm-hmm. So when it comes time when all the top guys are, their popularity fades, okay, it affects the rest of the roster to where, you know, these guys aren't just going to be over because, like, the show's not over as much, you know? So I just think them not really integrating, pushing the mid-card talent. Like, you know, you we had future WWE heavyweight champions on yeah. the roster that we were suppressing, you know, for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. That if we would have integrated and continued to just creatively you just open up so many more things because you have... New guys like you, Eddie, you know Benoit, and everything that you can start integrating with the top twelve, mm-hmm. and doing angles with them, and just you know making the show you know, more over. But what happened was is what happened. They just never they never did that, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just and on the other show, you know Raw, they're doing that. Constantly. They're pushing guys yeah. constantly, and like so people like to see that. They want to see the rise of the character. You know, once you've seen the stars, like you know, WCW had the stars. We had the, the top twelve. Well, all those guys wrestled each other over the course of three years. You know what right, yeah. So many times you could do that. Right. So many times you could do that. And I think that, that ultimately is what happened. Yeah. Do you have any hot news? Uh, no. Do you have any hot news? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, uh, that was good because I remember I told you one of the conditions I wanted to be on the show was that I had to be on the show before Mark Mann never is, uh, is on the show. So, <laughs> yeah. it like, so it was great. And I said I would bury Conan, but I can't, I can't bury Conan. Ah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but what about, wait a minute, real quick before we go. What about the Conan list? Is Conan still on the Conan list? No, explain the list. <laughs> the code of the, uh, <laughs> that you would just purposely like have guys contact you constantly and never return their calls. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and so I think Conan did it, like three or four yeah. times, and like I said, I, I think he saw. I, I don't know what Jericho's. He won't return my calls. I go. I go. Well, it's probably you brought probably on a list, the Conan. We called it the Conan <laughs> list, and then if, if you didn't. If you Conan, return a call Yeah
0: You're on the Conan list on the
1: Conan Conan's list. on
0: the list You were right. on the list Uh Raven? Madden, and Madden Raven Raven right But now all those guys Have been on this show Right Except for Madden Except for Madden So, so now it's the Madden list The
1: Madden list <laughs> <laughs> That's great We've invented we've a new term The Madden yeah, the list, Madden list. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Cool Alright if you want to hear More
0: crazy stories Some Disco Inferno Some ridiculous opinions Always the butt of many jokes uh, that, 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 That's very disrespectful Check out Keeping it 100 with Conan Conan, the podcast that's sweeping the airwaves on the Jericho Network. It is a huge hit. Conan, Kevin Gill and Disco Inferno and all their crazy guests and opinions and discussions will keep you entertained every week. I'll tell you something else too: Their ad reads are absolutely amazing. I love listening to the ads. on am keeping it 100 with Conan. Disco is a big part of that show. Very knowledgeable, very funny. Uh, also starting up a little bit of a huge uh, feud with Cyrus uh, from Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus. That's every Tuesday. Disco versus Cyrus are starting to get on each other's nerves. There will be a showdown. Who's going to win? You're going to have to listen to, uh, to uh, keeping it 100 and a killing a town to find out and also don't forget about hilarious we're talking about team tiger awesome every sunday morning this week they're talking about space jam the classic michael jordan movie space jam lots to talk about there and you know monday truly engage uh, know everything about that movie i'm sure go check it out lots of fun entertaining uh tales and stories and hosts on the jericho network i'm getting ready to drop my fifth sh- uh, sorry my fourth show on the network uh, once again it's not wrestling it's not comedy something else completely different what which I think you will love. If you love Talk is Jericho, you're going to love my next show on the Jericho Network, and I'm getting ready to unveil it very soon. And, of course, there's this show, Talk is Jericho, every Wednesday and Friday. Go hit the subscribe button on iTunes. Leave everyone on the Jericho Network and myself five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, Thank you for that, and thanks to all of you for supporting the Talk is Jericho sponsors. Couldn't do this show without them or you, and that includes the OG sponsor, Amazon. You find all my Amazon links at podcast1.com. Click on the killer deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. I got those Amazon links for the USA, UK, Canada. A eh? Every time you use the Talk is Jericho Amazon links, Amazon kicks back a small percentage to the show to help us cover production costs. I'll tell you right now, you can get anything you want for the holidays at them Talk is Jericho links. There's no extra fees, no hidden charges, any product you want. If you want to be a Talk is Jericho Amazon warrior, whatever you buy on Talk is, uh, on uh, using my Talk is Jericho links, take a screenshot of it, post it on the Twitter at Talk is Jericho. I will retweet you and I will follow you as well. All right, don't forget, go to podcast1.com, click on the killer deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. You also find all the rest of my great sponsoros on there as well. DDPyoga.com slash Jericho. Get 25% off the DDPY program and all DDPY swag. Do it now. Omaha Steaks, very tasty meals, very great, great cuts of meat. Go to Omaha Steaks.com, enter the promo code, once again, Jericho, uh, in the search bar, and you'll get a family gift pack for $49.99. 99. Simply safe. Go to simply safe Jericho.com to get $200 off the special holiday security package to keep your home safe. And of course, bowling branch, go to bowlingbranch.com. Use that promo code Jericho, save 50 bucks off your first set of sheets. You try them out for a month. If you don't like you can send them back, get your money back. The, everything is taken care of all for, uh, for the betterment of your sleep. You got to go do this and don't forget for the betterment of your life. It's, it's the, the biggest. biggest podcast ever 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 March 15th 2017 when Mick Foley joins Talk is Jericho the countdown rolls on only a hundred and one days until Mick Foley is here we've been counting down all year long alright it's going to be a huge show uh, thank you so much for listening thank you for listening to the shows that you're going to listen to for the ones you have listened to Talk and Shop live in Shanghai completely ridiculously insane uh, there was one point where all four of us were talking not paying attention to each other and I was like this is the worst slash best radio you're ever going to hear. Listen to that. Check out Glenn Matlock, 40 years of the the Sex Pistols as well uh, from last week. Uh, Keep listening right now for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next and this Friday. I got O'Shea Jackson, that's right, O'Shea Jackson Jr. He played his father in Straight Outta Compton. He played his father Ice Cube in Straight Outta Compton. He's a great guy, he's a big fan of mine, I'm a big fan of his. O'Shea Jackson will be here this Friday, so check it out, stay tuned. We'll see you then, be cool, stay hard, stay hungry, and a big yeah boy! Yeah. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at Podcast podcast1.com. That's PodcastONE.com.